This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattress. Back in 2013, I bought a used mattress that was in someone's guest room. Uh, Not my best decision, but I was in college. Now, in 2021, I realized that it is horribly uncomfortable and makes me sleep worse. I was searching around for a mattress, specifically one of those that came in a box that ships directly to you to cut out the middleman uh, between the mattress store and you. Uh, Many of them, though, that come in the box mailed to you are still as expensive as one of those in the mattress store when you're supposed to cut out the middleman, but however, it's the same price. Uh, So that is where Novilla comes in. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night. Made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel infused memory foam, fits all bed frames and reasonably priced between $179 and $369.99. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description today, you can save 10% off any purchase through the Novilla directly. Again, that is 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description. And reminder, when you use our promo codes and links, you directly support this show. What is going on, my fellow Schwoke Lords? What is up? Welcome to another WAP, another WAP podcast, or better known, I can just call it a WAP, a wet-ass podcast. WAP now stands for wet-ass podcast. You know what? I like that. And guess what? We brought the soundboard back, because you know why? And I really like that. And that's the reasoning why. Welcome to the Schwedcast, folks. The only WAP you need in your life, the only wet-ass podcast you'll ever need in your life. Hello. Welcome aboard. I am the Foreplay King, uh, as most of you know me, but uh, you probably also know me as Shweezy. Welcome to the show, Cancel Shweezy. Today, we have our best episode yet. I can't imagine a better episode than today. And this is our best one we're ever going to make. So without that further ado, that's all I have to say. It's going to be our best episode ever. You know, it's we're now a WAP. We're a wet-ass podcast. And uh, tell me one wet-ass podcast that you don't like. You don't because it's only mine because I'm the only wet-ass podcast out there. You know, you've heard of a dry-ass podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, nevertheless, he persisted. Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for listening uh, to me talk a lot because I do talk a lot. It's just a normal thing I do. Uh, welcome. I am wearing my in sync shirt today on the episode because uh, right now, uh, as we are speaking, uh, my cover of In Sync's It's Gonna Be Me is out now. Came out May 1st because you know it's gonna be May. And uh, I was like, maybe I should release my own version of that. And so I did. And I released it. And it's now. In the atmosphere, it's wherever you stream music at, so go stream it. It's a very sad boy version of the song. Uh, it's not a dancer one, but it's more of like a sad one that you can cry to. And uh, that's what life's all about. You know what? It, you can cry to it, and uh, that's all you have to say. And uh, what's it? This is the type of guy you get. Yeah, there we go. I love having the soundboard back. I don't know why. I, oh, yeah, I stopped it because I was having a hard drive. I had, to do, I had a weird thing with my hard drive. I had to, you know, and I had to redo it, and I didn't want to do it, so... But anyways, though, go listen to me cover an NSYNC song. It's going to be me. Uh, recently got all five of the NSYNC uh, marionettes, which I do have, like, right over there. But I might just put a picture up right here 
for you. Here's a picture. Get a good look at it. And uh, now it's going away. Um, but no, that's uh, really great. Thank you uh, for doing that. Um, so, yeah, I obviously said go check out my music, but you can also check me out on all social media platforms at the Shweezy and on TikTok at the Foreplay King. Go follow me there. Post a lot on Instagram, post a lot on Facebook. But, uh, yeah, why are you not following me? What the fuck is going on with you that you're not following me? Uh, am I a joke to you? Oh, I need to get that sound drop. That's a good one. Am I a joke to you? That one's a good one, huh? But uh, if since I don't have that, pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. There we go. That's that's a good one too. If you're not following me on social media platforms, because um, it is pretty bold of you, you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Um, so follow me everywhere there. Uh, you can also hang out with me on Twitch. Every Thursday and sometimes on Mondays, I do stream over there, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can always catch me usually playing Fortnite, and sometimes I play some other games. Uh, I've been trying to get in some Xbox stuff and some uh, Nintendo Switch stuff. I usually play a lot of it, the Nintendo Switch stuff. So come hang out with me over there. It's always a lot of fun. If you have an Amazon Prime account, however, you can connect it to your Switch account. And so you can always press follow. Follow is free. However, there's a subscribe button, which is usually $5 a month. And if you already have an Amazon Prime account, connect the two. You can subscribe to me basically for free with your already existing Amazon Prime account and uh, financially help support the show and keep an extra $5 out of Jeff Bezos's pockets. And, uh, and I really like that. So why would you not do that? Make Jeff Bezos $5 less rich. Um, you can also subscribe to the Patreon page. Patreon gives you $5. It's $5 a month and it gets you ad free episodes of the podcast a really great way to say thank you for being a friends and uh and i really like that so uh you know what you need to do come on mark don't be stingy so yeah you all know what's fuck go fuck is going on uh but the free shit you can do like this episode uh subscribe to this episode comment on this episode leave a review on itunes you know that those that's the free shit you can do uh and subscribe on YouTube, too, you stingy bastards. We post highlights of the show every week. May add a little bit of extra stuff there, too. And uh, it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. And I really like that. And uh, if not, if you don't like me, well. This is the type of guy you get. So that shit is uh, going strong. And uh, that's rough, buddy. If you think you are better than me. So um, anyways, though, let's get into the show. The show. Um. Let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now uh, is uh, me going over the news of the week. I find a lot of people, they just read titles and news articles and then just assume they got the whole news story down. However, over here at uh, Cancel Sweezy, what we do is uh, instead of, uh, what was it? Congratulations. You played yourself. So instead of playing ourselves, what we do is actually read the articles, uh, not just the titles. We go through the whole thing, and then I talk about it. So that's what we're doing today on Previous Week Right Now. Let's just get into it. Um, little little shock from Jerusalem where I had at least one ancestor come from. Um, shock in Jerusalem community as rabbi outed as undercover Christian missionary. This is from Kosh, Q-O-S-H-E. That's the name of the article. <laughs> Zoom, it is something um, a little Jewish. Take a sip of my Waterloo, and uh, let's get into it. 
an ultra-Orthodox Jewish community in Jerusalem's French Hill neighborhood was in shock on Sunday after a prominent member of the community was reportedly outed as undercover Christian missionaries. Beinenu, a nonprofit organization that monitors missionary activity in Israel, said Sunday that it had been investigating the case of a convert missionary in French Hill for many years, but had acted to expose him now due to one of the missionary's children proselytizing in school. Uh, Hebrew media said the man, a rabbi who was not identified publicly, had posed as a Cohen priest and worked as a scribe and a mole uh, conducting ritual circumcisions. What? Okay, that took a twist. Um, get the Times of Israel's Daily Edition by email. Never miss out. Okay, that's me poorly copying everything. Um, however, it was discovered that the family was actually not Jewish, but from a Christian family from New Jersey in the U.S. and had reportedly forged documents to show they were Jewish in order to Emigrate to Israel under the law of return. We are confident that the Jewish leaders will act strongly against this threat and will quickly put protective measures in place to protect the Jewish community. Benenu said the ultra-Orthodox newspaper Behadre Hadarim reportedly reported that when the man's recently deceased wife became ill with cancer several years ago, she told friends some things that did not make sense. Dot, 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 dot. And that's the end of the article, folks. Um, so I just thought it was a goofy story of an undercover Christian who does not get the hint. Um, until I read, um, Hebrew media said the man, a rabbi who was not identified publicly, had posed as a Cohen, uh, in parentheses, priest, and worked as a scribe and a moel conducting ritual circumcisions. Now... I'm going to be honest, folks. I've seen a circumcised penis. I've seen an uncircumcised penis. Now, do you want me to say that I know how to perform the procedure? I definitely don't. I definitely don't know how to perform the procedure at all. Um, this guy is an undercover missionary uh, from New Jersey. Now, uh, in my mind, I've met plenty of people who have gone to... Um, that have gone to Bible college and a Christian college, um, whatever you prefer, uh, whatever your language is. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Um, but, um, I'm going to say though, I went, I went to, I studied music. I'm going to tell you this. I don't know how to perform a circumcision. Will I watch a video to see if I could figure it out? I will still not do that folks. Um, just blessed. And also I learned that if I, fully want to convert to Judaism, I have to get circumcised again. They have to like just cut random ass skin on my dick. I'm like, okay, can, can we just be okay with this? Now, now everyone should be circumcised. Like everyone's like, well, I don't want to circumcise my kid. I'm like, well, I mean, obviously it's going to be better when they're not an adult with it. And also, uh, keeping it clean is a lot easier and there's, you could talk to any, like, someone smarter than me that there's a lot of health benefits to it. I was like, you lose feeling in the tip of your dick. I'm like, your, the tip of your dick will be fine. Trust me. Mine is fine. Yours will be fine too. Dumbass. Okay. Let's get on to the, the next article I have here today. Um, now this one is very interesting. Uh, this is kind of shit I'm into. So, um, 
Niles coach sucker punches parent during youth flag football game. This is from WNDU 16 News out of Niles, Michigan. Uh, Niles police are investigating after a video shows a sports coach sucker punching a parent in the face during a youth flag football game. According to the police report, it happened on Saturday afternoon at Midwest Performance Academy in Niles, also known as the Sports Warehouse on Terminal Road. The video was posted online by a parent following the alleged assault. Police say it all started when a coach walked onto the field and became irate with a call made by an official during a youth football flag football game. As the man was being escorted off the field, he approached a parent on the sidelines, looked him right in the eye seconds before cocking back his right arm and delivering a blow to the parent's face, dropping him to the ground. Uh, moments after, you can see several parents and coaches rushed onto the field to break up the altercation. A child in the video can also be heard crying in the background. <laughs> Niles Police Captain Kevin Costin says the parent who was punched has since contact contacted Niles Police and, char and charges may be on the way. The victim to report that he was assaulted and apparently the coach didn't like how he this spectator was looking at him. He re referenced that maybe he was smiling at the coach and so this coach just happened to punch him. Sucker punched him, which to me means punched him in the face. There's definitely a possibility that he could be charged with the assault and battery. Some of that will certainly be up to the victims, but assault and battery would be an appropriate charge in this case, Costin says. Ed Salvad Salvad Salvagini? Is it Salvagini? I don't want to say I'm gonna I don't want to make like vagina is part of his last name, but is it Ed Salvagini? L. Savagina, a parent who posted the video, says he pulled his son out of Midwest Performance Academy one before the incident after a similar encounter with his son's team. He wasn't the only bad coach there. There was others. That's why I pulled out because I just saw it. Salvagina said. Salvagina said. <laughs> Salvagina says he posted the video to make sure the coach in question is held accountable. We are all passionate. I have been known to be a fiery as fury as a baseball coach with youth kids, but you have to have a level of restraint. You can't be that amped up to where you would assault a parent or a bystander, anybody in front of children. Salvagini Salvagina said, Now's police is now is looking into the incident. Costin says charges expected to be filed once police can positively identify the coach involved. All right. So Okay, so I described the incident for all those audio listeners out there. Now, hopefully YouTube does not strike this shit. I am going to play the uh, the video of the actual assault right now for the video watchers. Okay, so now that you watched the actual assault, um, I mean, it's pretty straight clear what happened. Like, there, we have no, like, objections to what anything happened. Uh, the question of the situation is... Um, people, now, it's children's sports. Now, what, why do people get so amped up at children's sport, like, when it's their kids? I know you love your kids and all, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you honest thoughts. I grew up in the Midwest where, like, if you didn't do a sport, then you were considered an outcast. And, uh, I was like, when I was in, like, seventh grade, I'm like, I'm not going to do sports because, uh, one, I don't really like doing them. And two, I'd rather just focus on, like, playing music, learning the guitar, learning other instruments and shit like that. That was just me growing up. And so now that, like, now I'm one going, trying to go pro and still trying to, like, make a career in music, n no one I went to high school with is pro at all. Maybe, maybe, I think some people may have, 
been able to play in college, but after that, though, like, none of them went pro. Like, at least I'm still trying for it, so people come at me with that shit, so. And it's weird now, I live in Nashville, it's not like that weird of a thing when you tell someone, we gotta play music. Um, so that's another thing, too, but parents listening to this, when your kids are playing sports, look, your kids, your kids obviously suck at sports. Like, there's a good chance your child is not going pro, especially when you're from fucking Niles, Michigan. No one from Niles, Michigan is going pro. And just to prove that, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to Google search right now, uh, professional athletes from Niles, Michigan. Okay. People from Niles, Michigan. Okay, so I'm going to Wikipedia right now. Um, this is not a Dave Schmidt pitcher. Okay, one person there. Uh, American Sprinter. Okay. Niles, Michigan. Jake Klinger, Jacob Allen Singer. Oh, yeah, what is this guy? Um, one of the lead guitars for the Chicago-based jam band, Unfreeze McGee. Okay, that guy. I don't really give a shit. Um... Taylor Crocker. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm gonna actually, I might be wrong here. Uh, sculptor, no. Automobile manufacturer. Automobile manufacturer, I forgot it's a nickname. Motorcyclist, that's not an athlete. Um, let's see, baseball pitcher. Okay, they've had a little bit of help. Sports columnist. Um, that's like... I like sports so much, but I suck at them so much I can't do shit. Uh, to be a sports commentator, I could be a sports commentator. And American rock, psychedelic, okay, musicians. Uh, okay, so I'm looking here. A lot of politicians. Okay, so I'm looking here. Okay, they've had a couple athletes. Um, are any of them Michael Jordan? No, so I don't give a shit. So. <laughs> so anyways, uh, good chance that y'all in Niles, Michigan, your kids suck ass at sports and uh, stop taking it so fucking seriously. Just enjoy, let your kids have fun and then enjoy your kids having fun. That's all you need to do. Um, you can always bring alcohol to the games if they're boring. That's an I always get too. but like people get so invested in like children's sports, like our high school sports. I can't watch professional football. It's so fucking boring to me. So I can't imagine watching fucking high school football or middle school and not like I dread the idea of having a kid who wants to play sports. I'm not going to like say, no, you can't play sports. Be like, though, you fucking pussy playing guitar. Uh, no. Um, but anyways, though, there are a couple athletes from there. Uh, I didn't haven't heard of any of them. So doesn't count to me. All right, let's move on to the next article. I've spent way too time just like fucking looking at Wikipedia. Um, here we go. Um, from BuzzFeed. We got actually have two different BuzzFeed articles today, folks. Um, well, folks, you know how we think Josh is a stupid name. Um, well, apparently there was a Josh fight in Nebraska, and uh, I have not covered it yet because um, we obviously think Josh is a stupid name. I wanted to avoid it, but no, I can't. So Let's do it now. <laughs> uh, from BuzzFeed, a four-year-old named Josh is now the top Josh after winning the Josh battle. I don't make the rules. Okay. Um, hundreds of people descended on a park in Lincoln, Nebraska this weekend 
armed with pool noodles in a fight for the name Josh. Whoever wins gets to keep the name. Everyone else has to change their name, said organizer Joshua Swain last year in a Facebook message invite to people named Josh. The event hosted on Saturday brought Josh's and people not named Josh from all over the U.S. to raise money for the Children's Hospital and Medical Center Foundation in Omaha. People showed up to fight in kilts, dressed as Spartans, and wearing capes. One person innovated on the weapon of choice by attaching their noodles to drill in order to spin them in battle. Swain told BuzzFeed News the idea stemmed from his failed attempts at getting the username Josh Swain whenever there was a new online platform. Platform. Frustrated and bored during the pandemic, Swain jokingly messaged all the Josh Swains he could find on Facebook and challenged them to a fight to keep the name. The challenge took on a life of its own on the internet, but eventually died down. However, as the date drew near, Swain, who was studying engineering at the University of Arizona in Tucson, realized people might actually show up. This event was going to happen whether I was there or not, and unless I took responsibility for it, I was worried it would become an echo chamber of misinformation, Swain told BuzzFeed news i was in my room scared shitless it felt like there was going to be blood on my hands but i was shocked to see everything go to plan go phenomenally hundreds showed up including at least 50 people named josh according to swain while the challenge was originally going to be between people named josh swain he opened it up to any josh and anyone else who waited to participate one other Josh Swain did show up to the event, and the two battled for the name in a game of rock, paper, scissors that Swain, the organizer, won. Swain asked attendees to wear masks as the city of Lincoln still has a mask mandate, and images of the event showed many attendees wearing them. He also bought masks to give out to people who didn't have one, as did others who attended. I totally understand it's a pandemic, and that was one of my biggest fears, Swain said. Thankfully, the majority of people who showed up were wearing masks. Ultimately, as Swain said in a tweet, that made the battle go viral there could only be one josh and the title went to four-year-old josh vinson jr nicknamed little josh by a chanting crowd who won with a final swing of a red noodle shortly after being honored with a burger king crown that was too big for his head little josh was hoisted into the air while holding a wrestling champion belt his victory meant to be meant to be his dad josh vinson senior told the lincoln journal star little josh suffered from seizures when he was about two years old his father said and he received treatment at children's hospital the recipients of sunday's fundraising money the fundraiser was so far raised ten thousand six hundred twenty-five attendees. five dollars attendees also donated around about 200 to 300 pounds of food for the food bank of lincoln the journal star reported please consider donating to show the world how the internet can turn an exercise and absurdity into something beautiful swain wrote in a post for the the official event detailed so folks just because you're you have a stupid name doesn't mean you can't do good for the community now i did not have this planned but i feel like maybe i should give uh josh casey a call uh out of the blue and uh out of nowhere so let's give him a call Is it going to answer? That's a good question. Is Josh really not going to answer me? I'm the most important thing in his life. Hi, this is Josh Casey. I'm sorry I wasn't able to come to the phone right now, but if you leave your name, number, and a brief message, I'll get right back to you. Thanks.
At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, my name is Samuel Schwegler. My phone number is... Uh, I just wanted to talk to you about the Josh fight in Lincoln, Nebraska. I just wanted to get you interviewed and get your word in for that. Thank you. All right, I'm going to have to edit out my phone number, too. Um, so anyways, though, uh, we didn't get Josh in there to give us his firsthand experience at the Josh fight. Um, my thoughts going to with little Josh, like he suffered from seizures and he's a four year old. What if like an adult like me, like just started beating the shit out of little Josh? Dude, that's one of those things. It's like, part of me would laugh, and then part of me, I'm like, this isn't cool at all. But uh, over the thoughts of it, I think it's pretty funny. And uh, they did a good thing. It's like a bunch of people with a stupid name coming out to fight. What are we going to do, folks? What are we going to do? But nevertheless, he persisted. Uh, we got like one more news article I want to get through. Jo- Josh, speaking of Josh, that uh, the, the celibate man himself. Uh, actually sent me this article. I want to go through that today. I want to end on a high note. This is from Vice. Uh, I got it off the website, but I think Vice might be a magazine. I'm not sure. And I also don't care. Um, this is the type of guy you get. Just making sure the sound, I'm still using the soundboard. I gotta get back used to using it. Uh, you know, I, I like that. Okay. So we all know I like that. Um, Meet the fleshlight artist who's making sex toys out of Shrek's ears. And it's from Vice. While the rest of the world moved on, the mastermind behind last year's Bug Life, Bug's Life Heimlich fleshlight, uh, Malik Lazari, has spent the year perfecting his craft. Since we spoke in May 2020, Lazari has been busy. He's made more than a dozen character fleshlights, including a Mrs. Incredible stuck stepmom with spandex panty action, the Shriek slug hole ear, including a vest for extra grip, and earwax candle, and the Cinderella ugly stepsister glass slipper foot job flashlight. God damn it. With chubby toes protruding from the business end. God, this is this is hard. This is getting rough, buddy. Um, yes, all of these are now fully functional and theoretically fuckable, unlike the original Bugs Life model, which didn't have a hole. I guess I just figured it was my duty to keep giving people what they wanted. Uh, Lazary told people the first one was such a big hit. I felt like if I didn't, I'd be missing an opportunity to continue a long line of rare units. He made the Heimlich unit from a silicone mold stuffed with a real fleshlight sleeve, but those tubes start at $70. He said he reverse engineered the hard part of the tube, making a mold of it that he could then reproduce into these art pieces. He's also outsourced some of the details enlisting the help of an airbrush artist who specializes in lowriders and now knockoff Pixar and Disney sex toys. And his local tailor for some more delicate work, such as the tiny red dress for the Jessica Rabbit patty cake unit. I just thought it was so funny when I brought the brought the tubes for reference to the tailor shop. And it's this sweet old woman, you know. I look over at her sewing desk, and there's just like a fleshlight over there in a sparkly dress. Lazarus says he doesn't play favorites, but the Jessica Rabbit one is clearly a labor of love. That's my low-key crush, he said. None of them are really sexual to me. It's more about, like, a continuation of merchandising, which is already absurd, and this just happens to be the most absurd juxtaposition of a character and an object. But I don't know if I did her justice. God, this one's so 
Okay, good. We're almost done. Uh, the Mike Wazowski tribute with removable retainers is another he's especially proud of. Production-wise, the Mater Bader, in honor of the tow truck character Mater, voiced by Larry the Cable Guy in Pixar's Cars, is a crowd pleaser. People have duetted it on TikTok, generally with aghast reactions. Other downloaded his mass Mater TikTok and reposted to YouTube, where some have gotten millions of views. But Lazary can't post these gifts to humanity on TikTok anymore. He's been banned and unbanned from TikTok several times, with the most recent and seemingly permanent ban happening a month ago, in which the company cited violations of community guidelines. TikTok doesn't allow explicit sexual content, but technically there's no sexually sexual speech or imagery in the video, except for Mrs. Incredibles, but which he admits haven't broken, he may have broken that rule. If you don't know what a masturbation sleeve looks like, you might not know what they are. So he's not sure which guidelines he would have violated. This has mostly been a passion project for Lazary, in addition to some work he's been doing in production and design. But with NFT boom, this year he decided to mint a couple of his creations on the blockchain. The Ugly Stepsisters their slipper and the original holy grail the bugs life fleshlight both are priced at two eth or four thousand four hundred forty seven dollars and eight cents he made the auction announcement in an antique roadshow spoof video it just came to me so randomly he said i was crushed i was crushing a can and drinking a fosters and i was like wait a second it's a little too easy okay folks i don't i'm not it, reacting to this any more than i already have folks i read that to make you uncomfortable and now i hope you are uncomfortable and that was my goal to make you uncomfortable and i succeeded at my goal video games can be expensive most start at 60 dollars with new consoles such as the playstation 5 and the xbox series x new games are even starting at 70 dollars there's some games you're gonna keep forever which for me are super smash brothers ultimate and zelda breath of the wild most games out there you're only gonna play once and then never pick up again i know i bought some games that are now just collecting dust on a shelf in my home uh that's where gamefly comes in perfect a gamefly literally is the best video game rental service out there you can keep the games as long as you want, and when you're done with them, just send them back, and uh, they'll send you the next one on your queue. Uh, and if you end up loving the game, best thing you can do is buy it at the best use price possible through Gamefly. Using our link in the description, get your first two months of Gamefly for only $10. So start playing new games using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're trying to lose some extra pounds or staying healthy, you understand how big of a deal working out is. Now, getting the most out of your workout is important to not only me, but many others out there. Are you wanting to gain muscle, lose weight, or even gain some energy to get the most out of your workout? FNX Fitness is here for you. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase so go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description and remember when you use our links you directly support this show all right folks your boy Sweezy is now fully vaxxed and ready to eat ass 
get vaxxed, eat ass, folks. I got my second dose on Tuesday. Uh, time for me to talk about it, folks, because that's what we're doing here. We're talking about our boring lives. Um, so, so obviously I went to Music City Center back for my round two. Great, fantastic experience. They did a great time. When I checked in, I didn't get fat shamed. Um, ooh, Josh is ticking me. Uh, uh, better text him back immediately. I just wanted to talk about the Josh fight. It's over now. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, did not get fat Shane when I checked in. I was like, I'm here for my second dose. <laughs> so beat him to the punch. So um, that was fun. You know, I kind of like I knew where I was going. So I think it was a little bit shorter for me this time. I got dropped off at the right spot and uh, walked through everything very quickly. Uh, honestly, I feel like the 15 minutes that it took after like you had to wait. So they knew you weren't like uh, foaming at the mouth or whatever was a little bit worse, like longer than everything else. Uh, the lady who gave me the shot though, this time, the, the first guy was pretty cool. Second lady did not have a sense of humor because I could not make her laugh. And that's how we determine folks. If you do or do not have a sense of humor is if I can make you laugh and I could not make her laugh. Um, also, I was realizing with this, though, like with at Music City Center, it's like a big mass vaccina- vaccination type scenario where people, you know, they're trying to get as many vaccines to people at once, which like, like I said, they're doing a really good job at that. However, with like the the 15 minute wait thing, like I kind of realized the second I'm like, you know, I really didn't don't have to wait here. I could literally just leave, like maybe sit there. So they think I'm sitting down and then just leave. No one gives a shit. Um, however, if there was a bad side effect, that was a bad thing, but no, I don't think anyone gave a shit. That is a little sign, like a little like thing, like he could sign. like, why did I get vaccinated? People were like, for my, my uncle who died of COVID, which is very sad. I wanted to write, uh, why did you get vaccinated? So I can eat ass again. And, uh, I was like, I'm not going to ruin this wholesome fucking thing with my fucking ass-eating joke, so I didn't write it down, folks. I'm a good person. Call me your tits. Um, but um, everyone, make a plan to get vaccinated so I can play shows and, more importantly, eat ass again, or at all. Um, because we ne- I need to meet broken women at bars. <coughs> and some other people do need to as well. Uh, the faster you get vaccinated, the sooner our lives can get back together. And uh, so everyone just fucking make a plan at this point because we can all get it like before the end of May then like we can party at the 4th of July and uh, have a great time. Um, But also I want to say though, so I made a rule because I've I've been getting a little fat. If you haven't, if you've been watching, you probably fucking know. Uh, I know I've heard the comments. Don't, don't, don't fucking worry. Um, I'm like, so I'm like, all right. So once I'm actually able to go outside, so once I get vaccine number two, I'm going to start dieting and exercising again. So just, you know, get back in shape, at least to get back to where I was to, um, like, cause like, oh man. So it's like January, 2020. I'm like, you know what? Me and Mike, we're going to do a weight loss competition. Hashtag pray for Micah. And like, we're going to get a weight loss competition. Cause I want to get down. I got down like a really good level. And I'm like my body, I think my body was looking good. I was just feeling really good about myself. And then, uh, then like COVID hit and I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep up. It's just two weeks, you know, a couple months, we're going to be back to normal. And then I just never did. And, uh, so now that we you know vaccines are coming up in May, uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, it's going to be May with my uh, new single of, uh, it's going to be me by NSYNC 
but covered by me out now on wherever you stream your music. Um, so it was like the next day I had like a headache and I'm like, my body's just feeling off. It's like, cause all my antibodies were working to fight this new fucking thing. I just put in my body. So, um, and all these people, all these fucking anti-vaxxers like, I don't trust, uh, what the government is putting into my body. And yet they're like, I'm going to have five cigarettes and four quesaritos from Taco Bell. And, uh, yeah, you know what the fuck's going on there, folks. You know, they know what the fuck. Yeah. Yeah, trust them. So, you know, I was like, oh, I feel bad. So I didn't start dieting. So then I started dieting yesterday. So I'm on day two of dieting, folks. Hopefully we can see the transformation in my beautiful body uh, down to it. But uh, now every ad on social media is just for pizza, which, I mean, is not like a a big, like, like a big change from usual, but I just noticed it now. So, um, yeah, I'm just going to – I found like a new uh, – it's like this – flour like this keto flour type thing with like pizza dough specifically so i'm gonna try that out see if it's any good uh there is fathead pizza i know about that i know about cauliflower crust which i feel like the cauliflower crust type pizza um can be just almost as bad but a little bit better just depends like the adult diapers it depends but cauliflower pizza you know what i'd say about that i like that so i mean i like that cauliflower pizza no, no hate against the cauliflower pizza. So, uh, anyways, folks, hopefully I can uh, keep myself accountable by talking about at least trying to lose weight on this podcast and uh, continuing up to it because I can't stop now. I'm invested. Simp. And I'm a simp, too. So, uh, so if I if I end up losing, we can all just be like, That's rough, buddy. And uh, keep moving on from there, folks. But anyways, nevertheless, he persisted. You know, it's time for us to scrape the bottom of the barrel. Once again, uh, for those of you who don't know what scraping the bottom of the barrel is, it's uh, basically I find one of those numbered articles on BuzzFeed and we go over it, which is me trying to find content, which is me scraping the bottom of the barrel for content. And uh, so let's get into it. So this is an interesting one. You know, obviously we all know that I am the master of solving relationship problems. I've even thought about like getting like a marriage counseling license out of spite. People who talk shit, Josh, um, so uh, this is from BuzzFeed. People are sharing green lights in relationships, and I agree with every single one of them. So I thought this would be a fun opportunity to find all the green lights or the red flags in me. So how many red flags does Sweezy have? So uh, let's get into it. I think it's time for us to get started, folks. Let me get a sippy sip of this Waterloo, not sponsored. And let's begin. People are sharing green lights in relationships, and I agree with every single one of them. I agree with every single one of them. Who is this author? I don't know. No one important. Okay, number one, being able to make each other laugh. Understanding the other person's sense of humor is critical in long-term relationships. Now, folks, y'all know me as the funniest person in, you know. Probably you know. You're listening to this podcast because I am the funniest person you know. Uh, for, the, for, for all of it, so you think... If I'm going to date someone, they're not going to think I'm fucking hilarious. They already know I'm fucking hilarious. That's like a big part of the package. That's like the 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 very nice wrapping over the shitty present that they're getting. And this, they're definitely fucking laughing at their thing. If you don't think someone's like, yeah, you're definitely not funny. I'm like, bitch, you're here right now. You think I'm funny. So shut the fuck up. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Yeah, you know what the fuck is going on. And I really like that. So, uh, yeah, so obviously I'm funny. And there's no situation in the world that could determine that I am not funny enough in a relationship for someone else. That is utter regards bullshit. 
And uh, that's the way it is. It's only 15 of these, so I'll see. I don't know how long I'm going to drag this out. <laughs> uh, when you are around them, you feel like your best version of yourself slash the person you want to be. They aren't changing you so much as naturally bringing out your preferred version of your genuine self. Now, this is more or less like a speaking of for the other person type situation that I can't speak for. Uh, one of those I can't, obviously, with the sense of humor, I can obviously speak for myself. Um, all the haters out there will hate. But uh, naturally, though, um, you know, you try to bring out the best in people. I would say I try to bring out the best in people. Like, uh, I, try to I try to encourage people to do good things. Like, I try to, I try to encourage Micah to, like, follow, like, any of his fucking dreams. And uh, it's hard to encourage him, and it fucking frustrates me. So everyone... Hashtag pray for Micah. Remember that shit. Uh, but, you know, I always try I always try to make people, like, at least encourage them to do good shit or cool shit. You know, I'm kind of a trendsetter myself. I, I see myself as, like, a trendsetter. So I obviously can see myself bringing out the best of someone, but I could also see myself bringing out the worst in someone. Like, uh, I, think I, I think I have a friend. I think I brought out the worst in her. Uh, the So the giraffe at the Nashville Zoo... Um, had a baby and then the giraffe accidentally stepped on the baby and the baby died. And my first reaction was to laugh, which is not, this is not funny, but I started laughing and I think she was laughing too. And I'm like, I know this isn't funny. I don't know why I'm laughing right now. So I can't bring out the worst in people too. So let's not like put me on a high horse all of a sudden, folks. You know what the fuck you're listening to. Uh, what was it? Congratulations. You played just Yeah, it's close enough. All right. I think I rearranged what I used to have on it, and also been a while since I've used this. Um, number three, when during an argument both parties take time to listen and respond thoughtfully to their partner and show genuine concern for the distress in their partner, even if it is small. Um, how would I answer this question? That is a good... That is, how would I answer this prompt? Um... That is the that's what normal people do, but sometimes you argue, uh, just be mad at each other, go away for a second, and then you're like, you know what? I, I realized your situation, and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> and uh, it's probably just in it for the heat of the moment, but uh, so I apologize for all this shit. So I think, you know, it's good. I can't imagine at the time. Sometimes when you're in the moment, it's hard to. But when you get to, like, go back to on your own and then, like, think about what went on, and you're like, okay, think about their situation, blah, blah, blah. They're like... Oh, they were actually fucking right. So, eh, like the adult divers, it depends. Situation like that, that's the only thing I can really say there. Um, eventually realizing if it's like an ongoing fight forever, eventually someone's going to, like, you got to figure out at some point someone's wrong or there's like a tough situation involved. But, uh, yeah, that's the only thing I really say there, folks. I mean, okay. Um Four, did they return their shopping carts to the cart return after grocery shopping? I stand by shopping cart theory as a good indicator of a person's moral compass. See, here, here's the situation here. So, so when, like, when I was a kid, you know, you have to go shopping with your mom, and then she lets you buy, like, three boxes of uh, Nutty Bars and shit like that, you know. Damn it. It's day two of this fucking diet. Um, so, um, so yeah, and my mom would always force me to put the cart back where it was. So now I just get used to it. And then you, like, meet friends. You work at, like, grocery stores and shit like that. 
And they're like, ah, god damn it. I'm so – like, you know, they had to do the cards. I get so pissed at people who just fucking leave their cart by their car or whatever. Like, those pieces of shit. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be a piece of shit. So I always return the car. The trick is – see, here's what the trick is, people. So you don't have this problem. You're actually – you look good in front of the ladies. What you do is – like my mom and a lot of other people, they try to park as close to the front as possible so they don't have to walk as far. What you need to do is park as close as possible to the cart return. That one, when you put all your shit in your car, easy return. Like I always try to get a parking spot right next to the cart return. That is the secret. And fellas, if this is like... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. I accidentally pressed that. But fellas, if this is any indicator for a woman... What you need to do is follow what I did and just put it right next to there. Because, like, then you're like, I'm not going to leave this right next to her. It's fucking right there. And you do that and you're like, wow, this is a really stand-up guy. And then you realize he has a podcast. All right. Next one, number five here. Um, if they treat you well when it all goes sideways, many people are good at being loving. When life is easy, their true selves show when life is hard. Now, that I agree with. So if you really love someone and you're mad at someone... You, you still, I mean, you may be mad at him. You don't be an asshole. You just be upset with him. <laughs> like, you still, you realize you just get upset with someone, but you still love him. It's that, it's that situation. Like, like I get mad at Micah. I get mad at Micah every day. Hashtag pray for Micah. He doesn't, fu- like, I text him and take, like, three days to respond, but I, I'll tag him in a fucking stupid fucking meme on Instagram. Hashtag pray for Micah. Hashtag Pray for Micah. And then he responds immediately to them. Like, bitch, fucking respond to my text, you goddamn fucking idiot. Hashtag pray for Micah. But I also love Micah. So the situation's different, folks. That's the way it is. Um, And then Josh just has a stupid name, folks. Nothing wrong with Josh. He just has a stupid name and his wife cuts his hair. And I've been a big other list of problems I have with them. Number six, they find the little things that separate you from everyone else and celebrate them. Isn't that what you, isn't that, I thought that was like a normal thing people are supposed to do. It's like, isn't that the reason why you like someone? You're not like, oh, I just like her because she has big tits. I'm like, there's a lot of big tits out there, folks. There's a lot of big tits. Um, I like that. But, you know, I, I really like, well, like them of all sizes. You know, all, all sizes are great. All sizes matter when it, in regards to tits. Now, I hope women, I wonder if women will say that about penis sizes. Because I'm fine with mine, but some of guys aren't fine with theirs. Because you, you look at porn and they just see, like, these massive hogs, like, the side of their size of their forearm. I, I see that in, like, porn. Like, you see, like, a thumbnail of, like, this massive dick. And I'm like, that has to hurt. Like, that has to hurt the woman. Like, I can't imagine that not. And... I read something like a lot of women don't like it when a dick just plummels their cervix or whatever. Um, anyways, off that, that's not. So, yeah, no, back to the things like sin going to separate from everyone else. Um, is that kind of what you want in someone? Like this is that's why you keep someone around. There's like certain things about them that you really like, and that's why you keep them around. That's what I do with my friends. Hashtag pray for Micah. As you would say. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've always thought that was like a reason you kept someone around. So maybe I'm just different um but apparently i'm I'm not a chad i'm a was it i'm not an alpha or a beta i'm a gamma over i think i saw that i'm like i'll be okay with calling myself a gamma if that makes people shut the fuck up about being if i'm an alpha or a beta or whatever the shit whatever the fuck they do it's like it was like they're fucking uh oh no actually before i go on to number seven i had the the revelation that uh the revelation i had is that Instead of making up excuses for all the dumb shit I do, 
I can just blame my Zodiac sign. Like, for example, I can say, oh, sorry, I punched you in the face. I'm a Leo. So, oh, sorry, I, uh, I'm sorry I was late. I'm a Leo. Uh, sorry I got you pregnant. I'm a Leo. Shit like that, you know? I can just say whatever the hell I want, and uh, that will justify my actions. So, that's the way it is. But don't get anyone pregnant. Um, number seven, uh, you generally enjoy one another's company during dull moments. Life's full of them, and you're going to want a partner who can enjoy them with. Also, it seems like this seems like something like if you live together with someone, like it's not going to be fun 24-7. Like, think about yourself sitting, if you're like alone, and you're not alone, you're single. I think about you being single, and you're just like watching TV, you know, doing shit, you know, just doing your own shit, you know? It's like, it's not all fun and games. Sometimes you just sit around, enjoy dull moments. Like, honey, can you pass the popcorn? Yeah, sure, honey. Pass the popcorn, shit like that. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would assume, like, that's just a part of life. Maybe I'm just too, maybe I'm just too smart for this shit. Maybe I'm too smart for everyone. Um, number eight, if you set a boundary, they respect it. Yeah, that's just in general with friendships, too. Like, you just respect other people's boundaries always. We, if you're an adult and you can't respect someone's boundaries, like anyone's boundaries, you, um, you probably need to see a therapist or someone or something. I don't know. I don't know how to fix that problem. If you can't, like, respect someone's boundaries, that's, that's a problem. Like, when I lived with roommates, it's like, I'm not gonna go in your guys' room. I'll respect your boundaries. And that's how I did things. Um, number nine, they're okay with spending time apart. A significant other that can spend their own time alone and doesn't absolutely need you to be happy is a major green flag. So, nevertheless, when I think about this, uh, it's like the difference between a dog and a cat. Now, like, a dog has to follow you everywhere and, like, love you 100%. And then a cat's like, I'm going to do my own thing. And then when I want, when I plan to love you, I'm going to give you my love. And that's why when you meet someone who's, like, who's like, I'm a dog person, fuck cats. And, like, oh, you have uh, emotional problems where you need to be, need attention all the time, folks. I need attention all the time. But I don't, but I like cats. So that's not my problem. That sounds like a problem with you that you don't handle correctly and uh i just start a podcast and you buy a dog and uh and then you meet some people who give away their dogs and then before that dog dies you buy a new dog so number 10 open communication about sex and feelings holding that stuff in for too long can lead to built up resentment communication breakdowns confusion depression all sorts of issues down the road now that's a problem I have when couples are like, yeah, we, we just don't have sex anymore. And like, have you guys talked about it? No. I'm like, okay. And there's probably a communication problem there, bucko. Um, talk about your feelings. Like, I mean, like when someone's making you upset, like you gotta, you need to tell them if you want to not be upset with that person, you gotta fix that situation. I don't know. I think just a lot of, a lot of dumb people in the world. Um, I talk too much. So that stuff's getting out there quick. So, uh, not my problem. Definitely communicate about sex. I don't know why people don't communicate about sex more. Like, it's just weird. People don't. And they're like, I don't like this. I'm like, why? what's wrong with it for you? And what's wrong with it for you? Okay, maybe fix that problem and uh, start flicking the bean and nothing. Shit like that. I don't know. What the hell? Okay. I need, I need some more drink. 
of sparkling water, diet time, no alcohol. This is me now. All right. Number 11, about the ability to apologize. If your partner never sees their faults, it'll never work. Yep, if you don't see your own problems, there's a lot of, you have a lot of more problems than that. Um, yeah, this is one that you should learn pretty quickly into the relationship. If they're not willing to apologize, then, um, yeah, that, that's a big problem. If someone's, if you're wrong, see people, if, you, if you're wrong and you get called out for being wrong, just admit you're wrong. Because what's the worst that can happen? Like, oh, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Um, I'll be right again one day. And uh, when that day comes, I will be there when I am correct. And, uh, yeah, that's all I can say. I just keep burping all the time. I don't even think I burped as much. Maybe I don't talk to myself as much. Maybe that's a different situation. Like, I don't talk when I'm alone. I just think things in my head. And sing sometimes. That's I guess that's the situation I'm in. Number twelve encourages growth, but doesn't try to change your foundation. That's true. From all my ex girlfriends, you can't change someone. That's right, folks. I've been attempted to be changed many times. Um, different hairstyles that didn't suit my personality. Uh, wanting me to uh, change my life to live in a small town with them. None of that, no, that'll work. If you, like, you have goals and dreams and a personality of your own, uh, you got to meet someone else with a personality of their own and just hang out and have fun. Or get married when someone's 17. I don't know. Um, they remember small details from your, this is number 14, they remember small details from your conversations. It means they pay attention to you and what your interests are. Now, yeah, shouldn't you pay attention when someone talks to you? I don't know. I talk a lot, so, um. Yeah, I was trying to remember, like, small things. Like, if people say something that's important, I'm like, all right, I'll keep that docked in the memory for a while. Keep that in there. Um, yeah, if you like someone, you're going to pay attention to what they say. You're going to enjoy what they say because you like that bitch. I love you, bitch. I'm never going to stop loving you, bitch. You get that video, you got to like the video and leave a review and subscribe to the show. Now, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them, folks. That's just how it is. But, you know... If you like someone, you're going to pay attention to this shit. And last but not least, you can go on a road trip together and still like each other at the end of it. Yeah, that's just that's just more of like... Yeah, that is more like when you're home, like, Kate, like say you need a little bit of space. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out with my friend. And then you're like, okay. Or I'm going to go for a walk by myself or whatever. Or, okay. And uh, when you trust each other, you're not worried about someone cheating and shit like that. Um, but no. Um, I like that. So... Yeah, I guess if you end up on a road trip, like you don't have the ability to leave each other. And so you come back and you're like, that was fun. Let's uh, lay around and do nothing. It's always weird when you get back from vacation. I'm like, what am I going to do now? That's why I always like to finish it late in the evening. So I'm like, all right, time to go to bed. And shit like that. So, um, so yeah, nevertheless, I'll persist here. So going over uh, all 15 of these facts, um, the biggest thing I can say in regards to all of it is if you actually like someone... Um, you're going to show it regardless if you want to or not. And if you're a shitty person, you're going to show it regardless if you want to or not, folks. So that's me dissecting a little bit of BuzzFeed today, folks. A little bit of BuzzFeed in my life. A little bit of Micah. Pray for, pray for Micah. A little bit of Josh's definitely what you not need. Micah, pray. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. 
And uh, I guess, is that all my thoughts on BuzzFeed? Um, am I, this is what, this is the determination for you folks. Am, do I have more green flags or red flags, folks? You decide, leave it in the comment section down below. That is what you will decide for me today is if I am or am not a red flag or a green flag. Figure that, figure that shit out. I, that's your job. Figure that shit out for you. Um, all right. We've been going through this pandy for over a year now, and any responsible human would groan at the idea of leaving your home. Why should you have to leave your home to buy alcohol either? That's where Drizzly comes in handy. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know, it's saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. I use Drizzly at least once and sometimes twice a week, and it's so easy that going to the liquor store is a thing of the past. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that is provides it to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description gets $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our link, you directly support this show. I live alone, so cooking can become very sad when cooking for one. That's why I order food from local restaurants often because I know they're struggling and I know I don't have to cook when I'm feeling depressed. That's why I absolutely love DoorDash because they have been my food savior during this pandy. If you don't know of DoorDash, they bring you food you crave directly to your door. With over 300 thousand partners in the u.s puerto rico canada and australia you can support your local favorites and your favorite national chains such as chipotle wendy's and even the cheesecake factory your favorite restaurant is still open for delivery download the doordash app from the link in our description it's all contactless delivery to keep my community and yours safe get ten dollars off each of your first three doordash orders over fifteen dollars when you sign up using the link in the description treat yourself like the king and queen you are and order from doordash today Today. Again, that's $10 off your first three orders over $15 when you use the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, folks, so it's time for me to give you the best relationship advice that will ever be given to you ever for any reason whatsoever. No matter who you're with or what you're doing or who you are and where you are and Whatever you do, I will be right here waiting for you. All right, let's get into this, folks. Uh, we got a couple I'm going to some good ones today. Uh, I Oh, yeah, and if I also have to remind you, if you want to ask me your questions, send them to the schwedcast at gmail.com. I'm more than happy to submit and help you out with all your problems there. So let's just get into it right now. I think I should ghost this guy. So recently I met a guy who I thought was super nice. He compliments me, says encouraging things, and told me he wants a relationship. To be honest, I wasn't sure I was ready at first. This was the first red flag. I like my freedom, and I don't like controlling or possessive guys. But he assured me he's not like that and just likes the commitment. He said, if we're casual and you're seeing other guys, I might back away and feel sad and jealous. 
it did concern me that he wasn't as concerned about it what I want but I understood this and decided to continue talking to him casual is not for everyone and I do like commitment and relationships but with the right people last night I said last night he said I hate condoms so it's okay that I won't be using any when we get together right and I said no I prefer them especially until I know you're you don't have anything he said I don't babe I have wanted to ghost him ever since not caring about my health over pleasure is not sexy and maybe we can work this out somehow I'm not sure if I'm running away too fast but this has been the second red flag now I guess I'm also looking for another opinion because I don't like hurting people so um so like I like I like to always say ghosting is the bullshit shitty move that you can never do to someone when you know you think on your end like when you go someone like this is like the best thing this is like the nicest way to do this situation it's not it's probably the shittiest way to do it because you don't feel like confronting them in person or you know even like texting them so saying hey look i don't think it's gonna work out between the two of us it's just you know it's not gonna work uh so don't go him. just be honest with him he'll be mad at you like they're gonna be mad regardless he's gonna be mad if you ghost him too so regardless of the situation he's gonna be mad and worst case scenario if you ghost him go to your fucking house and do weird shit um in regards to yeah so basically he wants a commitment and it says that from what it sounds like uh the situation for you is you want you want to have a relationship dot 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 but the silent words are not with him that's the secret there. You you want a relationship, just not with him. That is the secret. You're not. That's the silent words you are not telling yourself. So just be honest and just say it's not working out. I'm not like I don't think it's gonna work out between the two of us. We should just stay friends and not hate each other. You're probably not gonna stay friends when you say let's just be friends. Like just accept that you're probably not gonna be friends. Um, don't bring up the condom situation. Um, yeah, that is a weird thing for him to do. I hate wearing condoms. I don't want to wear one. Is that okay with you? Like we don't know each other, buddy. My rule with condoms is uh, one night stands and random hookups, you know, even if you don't know the person, you know the person somewhat well, uh, condoms. Now, once you get into a committed relationship, like very committed, like moving in slash sit like that, uh, then you got uh, then like engaged, living together, marriage like that. That's when the situation I, I believe the situation is like you should figure out a way to not wear condoms anymore. Because they're not that fun. If you're just having sex with one person, like, the big situation, like, as long as you're both clean, the big situation is pregnancy. So maybe figure out a way for her to get on some sort of birth control. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Every woman's body's different. Hopefully you get to a situation where you don't have to worry about that um, situation. Then some people are just like, you know what? Um, we don't want to have a kid right now, but if we get pregnant, it's not a big deal. And then they just, like, pull out. Shit like that. And then when you obviously want to have kids, you get off all birth control and then like pump it in uh uh pumping clips into someone and then eventually you decide well, we are done having kids i'm done taking birth control and man gets a vasectomy so that's my natural progression for birth control i believe so he's in the situation of condoms like you earn the right to not wear condoms anymore with a woman you earn that right ride or die bitch which is also an ep by me out now and all streaming platforms. So uh, that's what I'd say. Just don't bring up the condom situation in there. It is very weird in that situation when you don't know someone very well and they're like, you're okay with me not wearing a condom, right? I don't have anything. But like, yeah, at the same time, like you barely know this. What they get you pregnant? So 
That's the way it is there, folks. Um, let's get on to the next one. I hooked up with my ex last night. I feel worse than I did when we broke up. We are both 22, together for three years, broke up in May last year for many valid reasons, but hooked up twice since then. Last time we hooked up, we agreed it wasn't good for us, and we can't do it again slash need to move on. Two nights ago, it was a close mutual friend's of ours birthday, and we had a party. My ex and I were both there, but nothing happened between us, just a short, friendly conversation. Last night, I messaged her because I felt that I had left a couple of things unsaid and wanted to clear the air about a couple of things. Uh, one thing led to another, and we ended up sleeping together. Fuck, man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Just like, fuck, we had sex again. <laughs> I don't regret the hookup because we both agreed afterwards that we need to be single and that hooking up won't change any of the issues we had both personal had both personally and in the relationship, but this morning I have woken up feeling insanely heartbroken. I understand that it was my decision to hook up, and so these feelings are self-inflicted. I'm not looking for sympathy or anything, just wanting to vent and maybe speak with anyone that's been in a similar boat. Up until today, I really didn't think I had moved on much more than I have. I handled the breakup really well. I felt, if anything, relieved and confident that it was right for both of us, but today I feel really so destroyed. Any words would be welcome. Thank you. Okay, um, so... Obviously, it sounds like you two had a very healthy breakup. Uh, this is like what the shit you see on TV, like Ted and Robin shit. Like, um, but the thing is, I think the, the big thing I'm going to say here in this situation looks like feelings are still there um, in this relationship. Uh, from what it sounds like, uh, it sounds like you both still somewhat have feelings for each other. And uh, it looks like you're kind of become friends with benefits and uh but there's still feel you're in a weird situation it's a definitely a friends with benefits situation that you have yourself in right now uh, but the problem is though like the the idea with friends with benefits is like we're gonna i have someone to have sex with but uh we don't have to have our feelings involved where like i don't have to worry about you know like oh i've got to buy you flowers and i gotta make sure the fucking pay the water bill and shit like that. It's just, you know, it's just sex for fun. And then like, you just finish up and you're like, all right, that was cool. And then you're like, uh, so what's going on with you? <laughs> it's just shit like that. It's, that's kind of how like the cat, it's like a casual thing with thing is here. You became friends with benefits after being in a real relationship and there's feelings still there. That's the problem you have there. And you're both agreed. Like you want to be single, but you feel heartbroken in the situation. Because I think you, your feelings are too strong. Um, only thing I can say in this situation, um, it's like, it's like most friends with benefits situation. Like the very good rule is with friends with benefits is the moment someone starts having feelings, that person has to go up front and say, we have to stop this because I've caught feelings. And sometimes the other person has feelings too. It becomes a lovely marriage and a great story to tell your children. So mom and dad, how did you meet each other? Well, um, uh, we were both in weird spots in our lives, and uh, so we were just having sex for fun. We were friends with benefits, and one day I went to your mom and like, I think I have feelings for you. And then uh, she was like, oh, I have feelings for you too. And then we made it official, yada, 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 you were born. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how that situation goes. So yeah, the basically, is you're in a, like a backward situation of that. So in love, broke up, still had sex with each other. Became friends with benefits. So I think that's the situation you're in there. So it looks like you still have very strong feelings. So you're going to have to end it, like, officially. And uh, you're going to have to be like, I think I hit the right button. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not.
All right, computer crash there. All I have to say is uh, she comes up to you and she tries to have sex with you. And now that you have feelings and you don't want her to have sex with you, all you got to be is be gone, fuck. And she should get the memo. And uh, hopefully I can edit this properly in the meantime. All right. Uh, next question I have. Looks like this is a short one. My friends asked me out. My friend asked me out, but I turned him down because I'm not gay. How do I keep things from being awkward? Like the title suggests, I really don't want our friendship to end. I really like him as a friend and would hate if it ended over this. So, um, he's, he probably just, so to be honest with you, he's gay and he asked you out. Um, mainly he probably got the vibe, vibe wrong. He probably thought you were gay too. And was thinking maybe we could hang out sometime try it out try it out you know what um and i really like that see if he's gonna really like that so um that's all i could really say there um but uh yeah um yeah basically the thing he probably just got the vibe off like you don't want things to be awkward around him anymore um only thing i can say in regards to that is uh once he knows, like, oh, I'm not gay, and he'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I kind of got the vibe wrong. That's probably, he probably just got the vibe wrong. Um, so, but he probably, you could probably make things less, not awkward anymore. He's like, hey, you want to go? Oh, yeah, and just be like, I'm not gay. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, and just don't be a dick. Big question is, don't be a dick. And they'll be like, I'm straight. Uh, no offense, though. I'm very happy you're gay. Keep being gay. Keep, uh, sucking that cock, you know, uh, but I'm straight and this is the type of guy you get. So there's not no way you're going to be able to change that, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you that, but, uh, you know, we, you know, we live in a society and that's all I can say. We live in a society and, uh, yeah, that's all we can really do. Um, yeah, that's all I really to say. He probably just cut the vibe off. Uh, just as long as he knows that you're not gay, he'll be like, I'm so sorry. Just be cool around him. Don't, don't lead him on either. Don't be a dick. So best suggestion for you, don't be a dick. Uh, so, oh my gosh, this one title alone is going to be a rough one. All right. Help, I'm attracted to my sister-in-law. Uh, let me start this off by saying that I have zero desire to act on this. I could never do that to my wife, not to mention my little brother. I'd be mortified if anyone found out. Thank you for posting this to me. My little brother uh, has always been a soft-spoken, mild-mannered guy, so our whole family was shocked when he ended up with an absolute bombshell of a girl uh, with a fiery tongue, fiery tongue and an adventurous streak with we'll call her C. Uh, C reminds me of the woman I used to date when I was younger and my wild face, super athletic, classically beautiful, long hair, curvy, but still thin. I find her incredibly attractive. She appeared in, in a couple of sex dreams. I also want to say that this is no way because of anything C does. She acts and dresses totally appropriately. There's literally nothing she could do to look unsexy regardless of what she wore. I want advice on how to get over this attraction or at least suppress it. Our family is taking a couple beach vacations together this summer and my wife and I love hanging out with my brother and C. So I don't want to feel awkward around them or worst of all, for anyone to realize I find her attractive. All advice, welcome, except for the inevitable suggestion to get a divorce, which is not even in the realm of consideration. So yeah, you're not definitely getting a divorce. That sounds fucking stupid. Um... Buddy, you're attracted to what you're attracted to. Hopefully, like, you're, you and your wife are still good in a relationship. But then you, like, see someone who's hot and you're like, huh. Oh, I see. Um, it's okay to be attracted to other people in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just how you act. 
Like you can't, your wife is probably attracted. What if your wife is attracted to your brother? What if that's the situation? What if she's attracted to your brother? That'd be a weird swap. What if you and your brother, okay, that's it's a stupid situation. That would never happen. Um, but no, um, it's okay to be attracted to someone else, especially them. It's like, man, you got a smoke show there. Good, good job, buddy. Um, obviously you can, I think the best way to, best thing you can do is always jerk off. Sometimes if you, like, if you feel weird, just go jerk off. That's a good thing. Uh, when you have sex with your wife, you can think about her. There's a little fun stuff to do. But do not say her name during sex. That's a bad idea. Do not say C's name during sex. That is a bad idea. And if you do... Congratulations. You played yourself. And, uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the best situation I can really... I don't really... Advice I can really give you in the situation, um... It's okay to be attracted to someone. Just uh, keep it a secret and uh, think about it when you masturbate and uh, maybe think about it when you're with your wife. Just don't say her name. That's the, the only thing I can teach you all today. If, if, if this left episode, the uh, the WAP, the wet-ass podcast today, I can help you with is to uh, never say someone else's name when you have sex because that is a bad idea. That will cause a lot of problems. Unless it's a one-night stand. Actually, it's still bad during a one-night stand. It'd be like, you forgot my name. Like, you don't know my name either, bitch. So calm the fuck down. Calm your tits. Um, so, yeah, buddy, just uh, do just let, die with that. Eventually, you're going to get so used to her that you'll be fine. Um, next question. Is it normal for my boyfriend to simp on a certain porn star? Uh, he always shares the photos she posts on Facebook and he adds low-key thirsty captions. Is it perfectly normal and I'm just being insecure? Um, <sighs> That's rough, buddy. Um, oh, situ- <sighs> um, what I can say here is... Um, well, first of all, I'll give you the peace of mind that he, that porn star is probably not going to hook up with him. Um, if you end up being a porn star, like a successful porn star at least, uh, most of the time you could probably hook up with any man you wanted to. And I'm going to assume that your boyfriend is not one of them. Uh, so do not feel worried about that. Uh, definitely he's not going to have a chance with her. I'm going to low-key. The weird situation, it's not normal for him to be posting and sharing photos on Facebook with thirsty captions. That's the situation. Like I joke about like, why would Pornhub have a share button? If it didn't, if Josh didn't want me to share it with him. And also, which is funny because one of his kids is on Snapchat apparently. And he's like, I'm like excited for him to get his first nudes. And he's like, do not make me more worried than I already am. I'm like, well, you know, if you ever give me, if I ever get his phone number, at least, you know, the porn I send him, the porn he sees is going to be coming from me. So, uh, Josh, I'm joking. If you're listening, Josh, I'm joking. Calm the fuck down. Um, but no, it's very fucking weird to be sharing that on your fucking Facebook where you're friends with your family and other friends. This is the porn I'm into. I hope you all enjoy as much as I do. Um, yeah, it comes back to a couple episodes ago when i said no one needs to know your fetish no one needs to know your fetishes no one wants to know and no one cares to know so keep that shit to yourself um yeah it is weird you're sharing on facebook but if he likes a certain porn star porn star don't don't worry about it um uh, he's not gonna get with her and uh he's not gonna expect you to look like her 
to be a porn star is a very, very hard job. Or it could be pretty easy. I've not been in the business. Um, but you have to keep up with your appearance, obviously. And if anyone who is my body type will know it's very hard. Next uh, up, uh, we have here, find myself insecure about our height differences. I'm pretty tall for a girl, 5'10 to 5'11, ended up getting engaged to a uh, dude. Initially wasn't attracted to him just because we're the same height. Maybe he's a fra- we're the same height. Maybe he's a fraction shorter than me. I'm not into heels, so that hasn't been a huge issue, except sometimes my outfits don't look good, as good because I opt for flat shoes only. I became attracted and really fell in love with this dude, uh, but sometimes it is just really irks me he isn't taller than me. Like, sometimes I get insecure taking pics with him and try to angle myself so I don't look taller, especially if I'm wearing thicker shoes. Listen, I know he's the one. I see past all the physical things, and I'm in love with him with his heart and won't ever end it over a physical feature. He's sexy as fuck, but I just don't know how to deal with the insecurity I deal with about my height next to him. I've always dealt with it, and it really came back to haunt me since we got together and have been taking wedding pictures together. It's such a stupid thing, and I hate myself for feeling this way. Even feel resentment sometimes, especially when I get dressed because I don't want to wear shoes that make me even taller than I am. It doesn't seem to bother him at all, but I know he would also prefer me not to tower over him with heeled shoes. So, yeah, these are all your own insecurities. Um, look, ladies, this will message all the ladies out there. Um, if you're tall for a lady, there's a good chance that you're going to be the same height slash a little bit taller than the man you're with. That's just, I think that's common ground. Sometimes you get lucky. Um, you know, some, some guys, I think this is the same situation of, yeah, I guess the only way I would put this in a guy's perspective is a guy dating a girl who's weighs a little bit more than him, I guess, or looks fatter than him situation. You can love whoever the fuck you want people. I don't give a shit. Um, but no, I guess that's the situation I feel. And that's what I'm trying to understand the situation. Um, best thing I can say is, look, we all hate how our bodies look. And there's some things we can change about it. Some things we can't change. Like, it's just, it's, you know, it's just the way it, our bodies are. Like, change, I mean, some things we can change without plastic surgery and some things we can. But sometimes plastic surgery is okay. Like, I think nose jobs are okay because sometimes it helps your breathing. <laughs> there we go. Um... But no, I think um, he may be a little bit, but he probably is. Doesn't sound like it bothers him at all. Uh, he like if you if you like him, he probably doesn't care. Best thing to do is what I've done tried to do is, and I want to encourage all of us to try and do this. Uh, you got to develop a little voice in your brain. So anytime you say something negative about yourself, you have another voice in your head that tells that voice to shut the fuck up. You're fine the way you are. That's what I've been trying to figuring out what to do. And it's actually made me feel a lot better about a lot of things and how I'm coping with things. But also at the same time, like like I said, I've been trying to lose weight and at the same, you know, but we have to realize that uh, anything you want to change about yourself, you got to do for yourself and for no one else. And that's how you need to do it. So you got to develop a little voice in your mind. It's like, oh, I don't like being tall. It makes me insecure that I'm taller than him. And then your other voice, shut the fuck up. You're fine. And uh, I wish I could be that little boy. Maybe I should create an app that's just... Uh, the little voice in your side of your head that tells the negative voice to shut the fuck up. Maybe. I don't know. What would we call that? We need uh, someone help me develop that. I think I know a friend who might be able to help me with that. So, um, 
How many questions do I have? Two more. Okay, folks, we're almost done. We're almost fucking done. Um, how do I tell my adamant wife that I really don't like being spanked? This happened today when I returned home after a long and tiring day of work. I work in essential services, so you can imagine how hard the last few weeks have been, especially with the vaccine rollouts and raging second wave. Now, I was trying to catch some sleep when she walked up to our bed and started spanking me hard without any talk or initiation. It is uh, pertinent to mention that I prefer to sleep in my birthday suit. I was startled at first, but then I asked her to stop because I didn't like it. But then she just went on after letting out half a chuckle. Later, she tried grabbing me and touching me all over, so I tried to initiate a conversation and asked her if she wants to release the tension, but no. Seems as though her only objective was to touch me against my will prevent me from falling asleep. She did this all without any emotion. I seriously don't know what's going on with her because just yesterday she told me that she wants to take a one-month break from sex. This seemed odd, so I asked her if something was wrong, if she's feeling okay, or if we need to talk. She said she is tired but didn't give me any convincing answer as to how she can be tired for the months that's still to come. How do I resolve this? I am not even sure what it is that I must resolve. Um, um, well, the first situation, did you... Attention, but no... Okay, first of all, you probably need to ask her why she's smacking your ass. Uh, second, if she's smacking it for, like, enjoyment of giving you pain, and that's a sexual thing for her, gotta figure that out. I always go by the rule of you're going to smack the ass. You got to do it a little bit gentler than you want to because then it's fun. Uh, but with this situation, he's like, it doesn't seem like a sexual thing. And then she's like, I want to take a month off from having sex. And in my situation, I want to take a sing an actual month off from having sex uh, for no reason, just for my own home. I'm like, well, sounds like I'm cheating on you. Don't cheat on people, folks. Uh, I, I would not agree. Okay, no, we're not doing that. Um, uh, one month from sex, but you give me blowjobs every couple days, that'll work. Um, but, uh, no, um, yeah, it sounds like you need, uh, you need to just ask her why the hell she's doing that, get an actual answer, and then figure your shit out from there, folks, because I can't, I can't solve all your problems, but when you don't talk to your partner, there's a problem there. Or, well, here's a bad idea what you can do. I always like to give the good ideas and then the bad ideas. Uh, maybe smack her ass back harder and then she'll be like why did you do that for i'm like you smacked mine yeah but it wasn't that hard i'm like yeah it was that hard uh and i'm naked too and it was hard uh, not I, I wasn't hard but the smack was hard and i didn't like it so i did it back because you probably want me to do it to you but now you don't like it now fucking tell me what's going on and uh well and then maybe she'll tell you what's going on and then maybe the problem will be solved on its own i don't know um, let's get on to our last question, folks. It's been a, it's been an episode. Uh, ex-boyfriend situation. I have been dating my girlfriend for eight months now. We were at Olive Garden for our anniversary. I've seen her text her ex-boyfriend, I love you. I questioned her about this. She replied with, I don't mean it in a relationship way. I've known him since middle school, but that has bothered me, and I don't know why or how should I approach it, or should I just let it go? First off, buddy, eight months, and you're taking her to the Olive Garden? Man, that must have been some special anniversary, I have to say there. Did you let her get the soup, unlimited soup, salad, and breadstick? You guys were probably full of carbs. Uh, and it's like, all I want to eat is the breadstick. Soup is not a meal. Man, I'd be a terrible, like, woman on a date. Oh, I'm going to cook you for soup, salad, and breadstick. I'm like, carbs in soup, 
I don't even like salad, so like, what the fuck are you thinking about? Um, yeah, no, um, yeah, that's all I can say from there. Um, uh, situation you're in, uh, buddy, um, yeah, um, yeah, she's cheating on you, buddy. Uh, she's like, she texts, I love you to her ex boyfriend. And I didn't mean it in a relationship way. I've known him since middle school. Buddy, she's fucking cheating on you. And she's not even trying to hide it. She's not even fucking trying to hide Texting him on the date. Snooze him on the date. Don't text him back on the date. Snooze him on the date. You're at Olive Garden. Soup, salad, and breadsticks. Why the fuck are you blowing your fucking cover right now of all times when you could be divulging yourself soup, salad, and breadsticks right now? getting extremely fat from all those fucking breadsticks and uh, maybe cutting open it, pouring soup and the salad in there. You're at Olive Garden. Why are you cheating at Olive Garden? Why would you cheat on someone at Olive Garden? It's not cool. Cheating is not cool. Cheating is not cool with anyone. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this WAP, this wet-ass podcast also known as Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always email the schwedcast at gmo.com for any questions and whatever. Uh, my new song, uh, well, not my new song, but my new track, uh, it's going to be me, uh, originally performed by NSYNC, but performed by me out now wherever you're streaming music at. Um, follow me on all social media sites and on Spotify or Apple Music or, or everything else. It's all at the Schweezy. Go check me out there. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, like and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast at, especially on YouTube. Like, subscribe, leave a comment. Those are going to be the best things to help us move forward as a podcast. Also on Twitch, give us a follow. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, attach the two and uh, press the subscribe button. Help us out financially. And to financially help us even more, $5 a month gets you ad-free episodes over on Patreon. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this uh, WAP of a podcast. Uh, I am Shweezy, signing off. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and stay awesome. Hey there, my fellow Schwoklord. Thank you so much for finishing that episode. It means a lot to me. If you want to support the show even further, check us out on Patreon, where you can get ad-free episodes of all my shows. Once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, and stay awesome.